Welcome to A-Levels. The worst, and still remains, the worst two years of my life. Between 2011 and 2013, I thought GCSEs were bad. Hold my chocolate milk past Niku. It's about to get a whole lot worse. A-Levels are the worst thing I've ever had to endure. It is two years where you sleep and study, and some of us managed to have a part-time job. January, May and June were by far the cruelest months. Weekends became devoted to study, sleep and work. I used to stay after school to study and complete my homework. I was working an 8 to 5 before the office hours even entered my orbit. The only difference now is I don't have to carry ridiculous textbooks wherever I go. The two years where my love of books became a hindrance and a fatigue and it was exhausting. A few adults make snide comments that university students, all they do is party. Which is a whole other episode and season of everything I wish I knew. But I'll tell you why university students party, especially in the first year. Because A-levels are hell. I cannot think of anyone who enjoyed their A-levels. And I look at the younger generation at how much harder they have it now. Not only have they lost their January modules, they have to remember two years worth of content and sit twice the exams in the summer at the end of A-levels. Now here's more beef of exams. In all my working years, none of my bosses have said, you have two hours to complete an exam. On your own, solo. None of them have ever said that. Of course I have deadlines and targets I need to meet. But do you know what's amazing? Is that we work as a team. We work together and support one another. Believe it or not, unlike exams where you're sitting in a room in silence, scribbling as fast as you can. Maybe a few interviews in my career I've had to like edit a paragraph test or, you know, something along those lines. But that's due to the field I work in or the job that I'm applying for. But not any of them have asked to write a two-hour essay on my thoughts about the company and how it makes us look to the shareholder. None of them have ever asked me that. I've had a few jobs. None of them have ever asked me to do anything like that. I have deadlines for tasks. I have to meet them and it's done. That's all you have to do. No faff. Easy. If you get stuck, you ask for help. You explain the situation, you can get the help. A-levels, on the other hand, is nothing like anything I've experienced. At first, that wasn't my initial thought. It went something a bit like this. Sixth form. I'm basically an adult. I'm no longer a kid. I'm doing more independent study. I can wear pretty much where I want while it follows my school's smart dress code. The first semester was fun. I had fancy textbooks. I had a new outfit every day. I attempted straightening my hair. I wanted to look fantastic as if I was a grown-up American teen like Cher, Regina George, but have the brains of Gabriella from High School Musical. That's right, you heard it. Those were my goals. Instead, this is what happened. You know in Princess Diaries, and if you haven't seen it, would recommend, great film, before Princess Mia gets her makeover, imagine that, but do the inverse. If you haven't seen the film, again, there's a clip on YouTube where she goes through the makeover, just rewind it, and this is and that's what basically happened to me. However, one of the best perks of sixth form was the freedom of free periods. I had free periods. That's right. No more PE. No more dance. No more drama. No arsy French teacher. No more ridiculous lessons. I still had, I ended up having the three stooges from my, um, well, the two stooges from my um, teacher episode, but I could tolerate that. My timetable instead looked a bit like this. Triple history. Triple sociology. 
double geography. A day of triple English and double geography. But that was fine. They were the subjects I liked. I wanted to do. There would be a break time in between. There would be a lunchtime in between. So it wasn't completely always straight two hours of one subject. Sometimes it was. And then for the third hour, you'd have a break in between or whatever. And some of my teachers, but again, I couldn't complain. These were the subjects I wanted to do. So I was willing to sit through, you know, triple whatever, double whatever. It was fine. What could go wrong? I did my essays, although I wasn't scoring exactly well. I was doing my best, but I wasn't doing great. But it's fine. I'll nail it in the exam, right? January modules will be fine. It was not fine. (sighs) Yeah, it didn't go well. I failed in the most fabulous fashion, the most dramatic fashion. Not just the January modules. I bombed the summer modules too. I scrapped a pass into my A2s. I got two Cs and two Ds. I clawed my way into success. It was hell. It was awful. I had never failed this badly in my entire life. My father, who never gets angry, came home after work and I told him what had happened. And he was mad. But worst of all, he was disappointed. When parents yell or anyone yells, they get their anger out and then you can process that, but it's all out and you can only move up from there. Disappointment is worse. There is no cure in a parent or in someone you admire or your friend if they are disappointed in you. It's awful. There is no cure other than time and learning from your mistakes. That August afternoon when I received my AS results, my father was beyond annoyed at me. I could hear him mumbling to my mother about how I messed up and don't worry, he said it to me too. He said it to my face. I could just hear him continue upstairs. As per the two things you need to get over disappointment, change needed to happen. In A2, I spent most of my free time studying. I knew when it came to exam prep, working from home was not going to help. I had a day off on my timetable. I went in and studied all day. I took breaks and maybe I left at 2.30 or stayed until 4, depending on what I was studying. But I kept pushing. I wrote essays and time conditions like I would for the exam. I made notes relentlessly. I condensed all the information to an amount that I could possibly digest. I was not prepared to give up. In failure is where I made my greatest comeback. It even got me some awards from my teachers, which I'll get to later. But I kept pushing. After school, I stayed until about 5pm and studied. I kept going. My days off were probably maybe a Sunday afternoon if I was really exhausted. I lived and breathed practice papers. I read books if I was on the bus going anywhere. I was determined not to fail. And it was so important that I didn't. To my international listeners, A-levels are basically the two years of exams and studying you do to get into a university here in the UK. I believe the US have something like the LSAT um, if they want to go to universities or study law or things like that. Um, In Ireland, they have the Leaving Cert, as you may have heard in previous episodes, but for us here, it was A-levels. I've stressed enough that it was difficult. I can't think of a single young adult who enjoyed A-levels. You're exhausted, you're tired, you're constantly fatigued you have to work or you have to just keep pushing and accept whatever mark you get and if you want to get to university you have to get higher a levels you have to get 
do better than your peers or you know it's not just one school it was every school in the country and you're fighting for university places it was tough this is um there wasn't anything I could do other than just study and that's what I did after school I sat down and spent two hours on either sociology or history or English literature or geography or even doing the extended EPQ which was the extended project qualification where you got to write a mini dissertation on a subject related to what you wanted to study at university. I was tired, I was frustrated, I was annoyed. The only subject I could do from home was English literature and that's because I could read a book before I went to bed. That was it, that's all I could do from home, I just couldn't study at home. On the weekends, my mother would call me and say, oh, what are you doing? And I would just say to her, I'm going to the library and maybe I'll see one of my equally stressed friends for a hot chocolate. That was it. That was all I could do. It was exhausting. On top of that, you had to apply for universities. You had to get ready to make your portfolios for universities. And in AS and A2, you just had to keep going. I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, listeners, but it's tough. And every time I walk past a high school, be it my own or another one in my local area, I feel for all those students, the A-level students who now have to complete their exams right at the end of the year. They don't get a break with the January modules to, you know, okay, I can put down this information and pick up new information. They have to remember everything and cram twice as hard. And it's not worth it. To put teenagers under this much stress just so they can go to a university and learn. The biggest academic jump, and this is what I truly believe, is the jump from GCSE to A-level. Hands down, the biggest jump. There are no structures, the subjects will change, your interpretations need to be concise. There is nothing more you can do. You just have to put your head down and grin and bear it. But thankfully, I managed to scrape a pass in my AS. And it actually paid off in some ways. My teachers saw that I worked hard. They saw me flicking through my textbook, highlighting, revising, especially my sociology teacher, who was a great teacher. And I started to believe in myself. After the incident in my January and summer modules, when I entered A2, I was so grateful. I had got it by the skin of my teeth. I'd made it. But one of the few moments I was grateful for was that everyone else did quite badly too. I don't mean to sound mean, some people did really well, but a majority of people I knew had to retake certain things. So I was relieved. So it wasn't just me that suffered, it was nearly everyone. We all had to retake, we all had to study again, we all had to change our approaches to the point where the golden boy, if you will, of my high school was taken aside by a teacher and asked if they were okay. He was fine. He just had a bad exam. He was still acing every other subject. He just had one bad exam. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was quite funny and quite reassuring and humbling to know everyone does mess up at once in a while. I can only stress that my greatest comeback was in failure. And I know I've said that earlier, but only in failure is when and how we learn. And if you fail earlier, it's bizarre as it sounds where if you make your mistakes earlier, you're less inclined to make them again. And if you got to watch other people You can learn from them too, as much as you can. So we changed our approach. Some of us studied harder. Some of us got tutors. I went to the library after school or 
I went to the library on weekends. I stayed behind at school when it was open. And those efforts are rewarded. They were rewarded and they were noticed. So you see, listeners, my high school does this towards the end of nearly every school year where the teachers select two students from every year in their subject. So there'll be an English award, two English awards, in fact, one for attainment, which is great, and one for his effort, which is what we joked about as the You Tried Awards. And every department would do this. So there'll be an English award, two English awards in year seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ASA2, if you're following me. And you'd get a letter from the post from your school. It was a very, you know, interesting, exciting experience when you get a, a, po- a letter from school saying, oh, this is for your child. And it happened with me in my A2s. I come home from school and I get a letter. And it says, oh, Niku, you've won the sociology award for effort. Now, my fr- a lot of my friends back then, they got attainment. Their grades got better. They got A stars. And we joked that I got the You Tried Awards. Because- and as much as we joke about the You Tried Awards, I was quite grateful to get them. Because getting grades, getting a letter, we can all do. But getting up to fight again, not everyone does that. So I laugh about it to a degree now, but I'm grateful because yes, I got the gold star, you tried, you did your best, here's a five pound voucher, which we all got. But I was happy because at least I was being acknowledged for getting up and trying again. And there was improvements. My sociology teacher especially noticed improvements in my grade. It went up. I had one test to go from a, a D to a B, if I'm not mistaken. So I was really happy with that. It pays off and it works. And it was quite nice to see a newly proud father in the rows of the ceremony smiling because he acknowledged I was trying now and I was giving it my all and doing 110%. A-levels are hard. I'm never going to lie about that. I will repeat it until the cows come home. And if there are any parents who are listening, wherever you are in the world, if your child is going or applying to university, wherever they're going, support them. Yes, you need to guide them. But we went through enough. We are going through enough between the hormones, the peer pressure, the pressure to get into a good university, the the anxiety of sitting the tests or the exams or studying in itself. But if you can see your child is trying, you know, maybe find a way to help them out if you can. My parents were particularly good in that. So when I finished my final exam in A2, so you sit your AS level and then you go to your A2, you know, my parents would just give me a bit of extra, you know, they'd give me some cash and say, go out and, you know, if you're going for coffee with your friends or like having a hot chocolate, buy yourself a cake, just the little things like that can go a long way for a lot of us. So I'll stress it again, it's hard. And we had our moments. But if I had to go back with everything I wish I knew, I wouldn't really change anything. And I'll tell you why, because the lesson there was learned. I might need to remind myself every so often, but if you fail, it's not the end of the world, provided you can have the chance to fix your mistake. I could retake my exams. It wasn't awful. But I could almost failing my AS com- of almost failing my AS completely to try again. And I learned from that. I failed. I took the time. I reassessed. I got back up. And as much as I joke about the You Tried Award and the Award for Effort, which I still have those certificates, I'm grateful I've got them 
because it reminds me of who I am at my core, which may sound arrogant to you listeners, but I don't like giving up easily. And not in a stubborn way of where I'll drag my heels, but if I fail, I'll get back up. Just because you fail the first time doesn't mean it will go worse the second time. It's like when you're cooking or you're baking and you, you know, you try and add a bit of spice and you find out what works and what doesn't work. You don't just stop eating altogether. You just try a different approach. And in that year, I managed to find my study approach, my way of learning approach, my focus approach. Everything changed. Don't go looking for failure, but don't yield to it. So my advice would be, I guess, overall in a nutshell, don't expect failure, but don't ever yield to it when it happens. Because I honestly believe we as individuals are capable of so many good things. But another word to all the parents and uh, especially the UK parents, I can't really speak too much for the international parents, but you've heard me earlier. Those kids trying to get into university or are studying in A-levels, especially currently now in a pandemic, do cut them some slack. Try and do your best to keep their morale up. But remember, you know, it's tough right now it can be scary right now it's infuriating when i heard that the a-level system changed i was grateful i still had my modules but i felt for the years below me because they had to study everything for one big heap of exams they didn't even catch a break it's easy to brush them aside but you have to remember these are our future doctors our nurses our musicians our engineers they are you know, in the pandemic alone, we turn to the arts, we look to doctors, we look to the nurses, and these are the kids who are going to become them. So do your best. I'm guilty of it too. I will not say I'm a flawless human being. I do sometimes look and think, oh my god, the youth of today, and I'm only in my mid-twenties sometimes, but you have to take that pinch of salt and remember you were once them too. I was. Failure at that age can be soul destroying, especially if you've never felt it such a big, in a big way. Understand what they're going through and understand who they're going to become with the right guidance and pressure and not being pushed. So please remember that listeners and with everything I wish I knew, I can only stress it again. Don't look for failure, but never yield to it because If I yield to it, I don't think I would have passed. And I leave you with that, listeners. I hope you guys have a good two weeks and I'll see you soon. Bye!